When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything at all from the show. And you can go pick and choose hour one, hour two, hour three. Find the subjects that fit your interest level the best. We've obviously been talking about a ton. We'll continue to chase down these stories throughout the course of the day. 12,000 Haitian immigrants roughly released into the country. Monster week for the Democrats responding to the debt ceiling, the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill that they are trying to get passed, the infrastructure bill where vote will now take place on Thursday instead of Monday, vaccine mandate disaster as it pertains to New York City health care and NBA players are anti-vaccine major issues there. And we bring in now... An expert in much of the COVID-related discussion from a medical perspective. He is Dr. Harvey Risch. He is an MD and a PhD professor of epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health. You can read much of his uh, opinions on earlycovidcare.org. That is earlycovidcare.org. And Dr. Risch, I appreciate you joining us right now. I want to play for you Joe Biden talking as he was getting his vaccine about what's necessary for normalcy to return in this country. He says that we need 97 or 98 percent vaccination rate in this country. Let's play cut 28. How many Americans need to be vaccinated first to go back to normal? What is the percentage of total vaccinations that have to be deployed? Well, I think, look, I think we get... The vast majority, like just going on in some of the, some industries and some schools, 97, 98%. I think we're going off the close. And, uh, but I'm not the scientist. Uh, I think, but one thing for certain, a quarter of the country can't go unvaccinated. 
All right. So, Dr. Rish, I appreciate you joining us. Right now, around 77% of adults are vaccinated or have at least received their first shot. Your reaction to the president saying that 98 or 99% of people need to be vaccinated to get back to normal? Well, it's great to be with you. Um, I'm glad that the president said that he's not a scientist because what he said isn't scientific. And what we need is a very high amount of natural post-infection immunity. The vaccines contribute to immunity, but not in the way that one would think about it. What we need is people who have gotten the immunity from having had the illness. About 70% of Americans so far already have this, and they do not need to be vaccinated. They have so you, much sorry, sorry to cut you immunity. off, doctor, but you think around 70% of Americans, based on the data that you've looked at, have already been exposed to COVID and or recovered from it? Yes. It's very clear that the CDC has done surveys of um, antibodies to COVID in the blood of people. Excuse me. And what they found is that some almost fivefold numbers of people have had COVID, mostly asymptomatically, as the numbers of registered cases. And so this means that approximately over close to or over 70 percent across the country as a whole have had COVID and have wide immunity to not just the Delta variant, but more or less any variant uh, that comes along over the next six months to a year they're protected dr rish can i ask it's it's buck i just want to know we've seen over the last couple of months what seems to some to be the seasonal effect of covid but with there were a, a surprisingly high number of cases especially given the degree of natural immunity as well as all the vaccinations that have gone on how do you explain what's happening here I mean, why why and even today i mean at this point as we sit here speaking to you there are 120,000 cases um, as of uh, September 26 on average, 2,000 new deaths a day. What's going on? Well, we're still battling the, the infection. The COVID is not a, a trivial illness. It is it's something that has to be taken seriously. It has to be treated aggressively ASAP when people become symptomatic if they are high risk. And even today with the Delta strain, we want to do that for most people if possible. Um, but we also have uh, almost a dozen medications that can be used in sequence and together to reduce the symptoms and make the illness go away. But they have to be used in the first five or six days, started in the first five or six days. There are doctors across the country who are doing this. More than 150,000 people have been treated early using these medications. Uh, the website that you mentioned earlier, earlycovidcare.org, all, all of the information, both lay and medical, technical information about all of this is all uh, laid out. Can, can I ask you, Doc, just, just for everyone listening, so if anyone out there, let's say, is, is still you know concerned and maybe they're in a, in a higher risk uh, pool for COVID, vaccinated or, or unvaccinated, uh, if, if, they think, if you think you got COVID and you think it's going to be bad, what are the first things you should do? The first thing you should do is call uh, a clinician who will be willing to treat it if necessary. And there are, we also have a list of, of sites that provide access to doctors who are, are quite public about their willingness to treat COVID early, both by telemedicine and by inpatient visits. 
So, uh, that but, but I mean, like monoclonal for... antibodies. And when you're talking about some of the of the early interventions, you mentioned early interventions. What are the best ones right now? Yeah, so monoclonal antibodies con- contributes to to early treatment. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin are very strong uh, uh, medications that that work. There, colchicine is another one. Um, steroids are uh, in use. Vitamin D and zinc contribute to the the whole pattern of care. There's a there's a number of them that are available, and and doctors who are actively treating patients know how to use these. And they are extremely successful, extremely successful in, in treating patients as outpatients. We appreciate Dr. Rich uh, joining us now. I encourage you to check out his website, laying out these things. Maybe maybe go ahead and make it a favorite and pull it up so you've got access to it if you need it in the future. Earlycovidcare.org is that website, earlycovidcare.org. Dr. Rish, you're obviously incredibly well-credentialed. You know of which you are speaking, and we appreciate you coming on this show. But there are so many people, and let me repeat your credentials again. You are an MD and a PhD professor of epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health. How much pressure in your world is there to avoid having opinions like yours and to be a little bit outside of the consensus as it would be led by the Fauciites in the Biden administration? Is there pressure to hew to what they say in your profession? Uh, Yes, there is. But most of that pressure is coming from censorship. Uh, You know, from Yale itself, we have a very strong support for academic freedom and my colleagues say what they think, I say what I think, we're cordial and collegial, and this is why I love Yale, and, and, and it's uh, important to recognize that. Um, outside of that, we have you know, social media that are suppressing any dissenting voices, uh, and, and that's really uh, draconian and, and, uh, and bad for doing science and bad for, for objective reviews of contentious topics. Why do you think that censorship has taken flight like it has, especially in social media? Because you can speak to this much better than I can, but the scientific method requires rigorous debate and challenging of all preconceived beliefs, hypotheses, theories. That's how science works. It seems to me that social media is actually adopting the antithesis of science in suppressing this debate and discussion. Yes, and you have to realize that censorship exists when the party that does the censoring cannot defend that position. So that's the tool that's left. When you can't defend what you think, you resort to censorship. That's why we see it. Doc, I want to ask you uh, what uh, what you're expecting for just the fight against COVID over the next, let's say, 90 days or so. I mean, as we're heading into the winter, are you are you expecting there'll be a substantial increase in hospitalizations and and even fatalities from the disease or because of the levels of natural and vaccinated immunity in the general population are we going to see a much milder winter based on the data trends right now oh i'm very optimistic i think that with the high levels of natural immunity even if a new strain uh arises that it's not going to get very far it will make bumps not waves and uh, so I'm very optimistic. As I said, what we need now is more natural immunity. And so the breakthrough infections that occur in vaccinated people who are not at high risk 
are actually good because it gives them permanent immunity, essentially permanent immunity. So they will not have to struggle anymore with this illness that, that's in, endemic. It's, it's already endemic and will continue to be at a low level. So I'm very optimistic that it will settle down. There may be some bumps over the winter because of indoor living, but I think that overall it's not going to be like what we've seen. And the Delta wave is definitely going down across the U.S. now. Dr. Rich, what do you think about children as it pertains to masks and potentially mandating vaccines in some places for kids to be able to go back to school? We get this question a lot from our audience. I'm curious, as an expert in the field, what your analysis of that would be. In my opinion, the only children who need to be vaccinated are ones who have chronic conditions like diabetes, obesity, maybe the ones with organ transplants or other reasons for reduced immune function. They're the ones at risk of a bad outcome from COVID. Everybody else, the illness is extremely mild if it's even noticed in children. Children in general do not spread the, the illness. They get it from adults. And this is something that, you know, if this had been endemic in society from the outset, then children would get it as little kids. Nobody would notice it. It would be like a cold, and they would have lifelong immunity, and, and we'd go on with it, and, you know, it would be just one of those things of childhood. So what happens is we've introduced it into adults from the beginning, and that's why it's been so difficult and harder to deal with. Children do very well. They do not need vaccination, except if they're in the very infrequent group who wouldn't do well, and, and that's very well defined, as I mentioned. What about masks on kids? Another big debate right now. Well, the CDC has published two papers that I saw today that are cherry-picked evidence of what we call ecologic studies, studies of communities, not of individuals. They are not randomized studies. And they are touting their two studies when there's another 40 studies in the literature dealing with the efficacy of masks showing that masks don't work. So they're cherry-picking the ones that they think you know, say that masks work and they're ignoring all the rest of the literature that show that masks don't work. All you have to do is see somebody vaping and with a mask on and you'll, you'll see how the, 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 the vape particles come out all over the sides and through the masks. So yeah. it's, it's patently obvious that the masks don't do enough. Masks don't work. Dr. Harvey Risch, really appreciate you joining us from, uh, uh, from Yale Medical School. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. One objective you should always remember when it comes to paying your bills is paying the lowest interest rates possible. This goes for credit cards, your mortgage, anything that has an interest rate tied to it. That's certainly the goal at American Financing, America's home for home loans. It's the only lender we recommend. It's the lender that I use. That's because they have salary-based mortgage experts who follow a consultative approach. So they're not selling you products. They're identifying opportunities to help you manage your money better. If they can help, they'll provide you with a custom loan designed specifically to achieve your goals, not their goals. It really is that simple and say, uh, straightforward, Clay. Yeah, and look, I just want to cut through the noise here. Is it important to you to save $1,000 a month? How about $12,000 a year? As we roll through the fall and you start recognizing all the people you're buying Christmas presents for and how much money you are going to spend and maybe how much you're going to shut through and blow through that family budget. 12000 extra dollars is a big difference for everybody out there. Why not make a call that could save you twelve grand? we are talking about a massive $1,000 a month or more value. Call American Financing right now. Get your phones or at least jot down this number. 800 
877-8109. Buying a home or refining a phone a home is typically the biggest financial decision you will make in your life. Why wouldn't you make the right one and do it to save your family the most money that you can? Trust me and trust Buck and trust the show and call American Financing today. 800-777-8109. One more time, 800-777-8109. You can also go to AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I agree that within a year, I think we will be able to come back to normal life. I don't think that this means that uh, variants will not be continue coming. And I don't think that this means that uh, we should be able to, to live our lives without having immune, without having vaccinations, basically. But um, that's, again, remains to, to be seen. The most likely scenario for me, it is that because the virus is spread all over the world, that we will continue seeing uh, new variants that are coming out, and also we will have uh, vaccines that uh, they will last at least a year. And uh, I think the most likely scenario is annual revaccination, but we don't know really. We need to wait and see the data. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. There you had the Pfizer CEO... 
I know it was uh, some of that might have been a little, little tough to catch, but the Pfizer CEO saying we're going to get back to normal in about a year or so. There'll be variants, though. There'll be COVID forever, and you're going to get shots forever. I, I've got to say, the guy who is running the company that has made tens of billions of dollars already from these shots and is instead is setting itself up to make tens of billions more. Uh, I mean, Clay, this is this is quite a situation. I- now, now it's. It's the acceptance of not only forever COVID, which we were told we wouldn't have to accept, but we've said we would. We knew we would to forever boosters as well. Look at that. I'm skeptical anytime the best case scenario for a uh, company is that you have to use the company's product forever. And we call them medical experts. I'm just going to say, like, if, if I got to, like, from a pure capitalistic perspective, if I was like, hey, Every radio station in the country has to play the Clay and Buck show from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon on the West Coast, every day, and we get a monopoly, or else I'm afraid public health will suffer. I think most people out there would say, you know, I'm not sure that I trust Clay Travis's radio expertise there because it benefits him an awful lot that we can only hear him do you think maybe the Pfizer CEO saying, hey, you're going to have to get vaccines every year, maybe forever, in order to protect yourself from COVID? Maybe you should just have a little alarm bell going off in the back of your day and say, yeah. wait, wait, that's hundreds I, of billions sure. of dollars they're making. I'm not sure he's totally objective on yeah, whether we should maybe as, just a, a little bit. as a society. Remember, he's talking about globally, folks global vaccination campaigns forever every single year for the rest of your life for a virus that as the previous epidemiologist from yale medical school we just had on pointed out once you've had it you're basically going to be fine once you've cleared it so why would you keep getting vaccines and vaccines maybe this goes to at some level clay why we don't get to talk about natural immunity very much because there's not a lot of incentive for a lot of folks to talk about it how about the fact he said 70 percent of people he thought had natural immunity? yeah that's what i I mean i've been thinking it's about 200 million that have been infected for a while now but i don't have an md that guy does Tunnel to Towers Foundation received permission to tell us the story of one Marine in particular, and it's worth sharing more than once in this radio program. It's the real story of American hero Scott Noakes. He grew up in New Jersey, dreaming of joining the Marine Corps. After the 9-11 attacks, he enlisted. He was only 17 at the time, and his parents had to accompany him to confirm his enrollment. Then Scott Noakes got off to boot camp right after high school, followed by deploying overseas for not just one, but two tours serving in Afghanistan. While serving, he lost his legs and eyesight due to complications from an infection. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation recognized Corporal Noakes' sacrifice with a mortgage-free smart home made possible by your donations. This home is customized for all of his needs. There are many more heroes like Corporal Noakes who need your help. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Want to run you through all the things that we've been talking about so far today. First of all, thousands, 10,000 or more. We don't know the exact number because our government is not honest with us all the time, but around 12,000-ish Haitian immigrants have effectively been released into the country. That is, everyone who was underneath the Del Rio Bridge 
There now is no crowd there because most of them, it appears, have been allowed into the country, even though they are illegal immigrants. Not just Haitians, by the way, other nationalities as well. All of them rewarded for illegally entering the country. Vaccine mandate disaster coming quickly in New York City. And we want to thank Dr. Harvey Risch from Yale who was phenomenal, encourage you to check out his website, earlycovidcare.org. But a lot of healthcare workers don't want the vaccine, and as a result, there may not be enough healthcare workers. The irony here is that after being concerned about overloading hospitals, hospitals may be overloaded because of the vaccine requirement, not because of COVID. There is a looming story, Buck, that I think we need to pay some attention to maybe tomorrow involving the number of NBA players who are refusing to get the COVID vaccine and what that might mean for their league going forward. Many of them prominent players, such as Kyrie Irving, asking questions that are not considered acceptable by the sports media or the Biden administration. Biden gets his booster, says 97 or 98% of Americans have to get the vaccine before normalcy can return. You just heard the Pfizer CEO saying, hey, I think you guys are going to have to get vaccines forever, basically, which is awfully good for the business of Pfizer. And in the midst of all this, Buck, we have got a big week on Capitol Hill. The debt ceiling is in play. The $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill The infrastructure bill, which has already been passed, that one has, by the Senate. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, told us that she was going to vote on it today. In fact, she promised to the moderate members of her caucus that she would. They now have bounced it back to Thursday. And this, I don't know if this is going to happen, Buck, but the entire Biden legislative regime of bills has the possibility of collapsing right here and now. Pelosi, as you mentioned, has had to back off a little bit on this. I'd also note for everybody that we really should be thinking about this as five trillion of additional spending. Just just bounce that one around. They keep saying the one trillion of infrastructure, three point five trillion, you know, plus a little bit here and there. We're looking at basically a five trillion dollar spending pack. This is on top of yes of the other expenditures. This is on top of uh, the COVID money that's already been spent. I mean, to, to put this in perspective, when Obama was doing his stimulus package, it was just shy of a trillion dollars. I think was what the original number was, and that led to the Tea Party movement. We're talking about five trillion here, give or take, in new spending, and. We're acting like, oh, well, I guess, you know, this will just not have some massive uh, inflationary effect on the economy. But here's the way they're trying to justify this, Clay, which is what I want to get to. Somehow this is actually not going to cost anything. Or if it does cost something, it's only going to be those evil rich people. Chuck Schumer and I and Secretary Yellen the other day came forward in a press event and said that we had reached a framework of agreement. People said, well, what are the specific? Well, we'll see what we need. We'll see how the number comes down and what we need in that regard. But we have agreed on an array of pay-fors in the legislation. This will be paid for, and that's the beauty of it, by having those in our economy and society who have not paid their fair share paying their fair share. So, again... The Senate and the House, those who 
are not in full agreement with the president's rate. Let's see what our value. Let's not talk about numbers let's, and dollars. Let's talk about values. I mean, by the way, <laughs> you're not married yet, Buck, but that like just take that last sentence. If your wife comes home to you and you're like, hey, how much are we going to spend on Christmas presents this year? And she says, let's not talk about numbers. Let's talk about values like no, 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 no. Let's talk about numbers because this is a values like, like I know this it's is a just budget so funny. Bill. We're not. It's not like we're talking about health care or something where they want to avoid the cost of the price tag. This is an actual spending bill. And that's it. It's like. Let's not talk about dollars. Let's talk about no. Let's talk about the dollars, Nancy, because there's a lot of them. Almost five just, trillion. Just think about this. It's in normal life, Buck. If you were like, "Hey, we're thinking about buying a new car," and you were like, eh, "Which everybody out there at some point in their life has done." Everybody may want the. I don't know. I'm not a huge car guy, but let's just say you want the Range Rover, right? Might cost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Most people don't spend $130,000 on a car. So if you said, hey, what's our budget? And one member of your spouse, because sometimes men are clueless, sometimes women are clueless when it comes to household budgets. Just about everybody out there has got somebody in their family who has no clue how to spend money. And you said, let's talk about the values that we want in a car. Uh, what about, what are we, we got to buy a new house. Let's talk about the, let's not talk about the cost of the, of the house. Let's yeah. talk about the values does this, that does we want this in the house. New home care enough about climate change yes. i mean that's really yes. i, I want to know is this a house that believes in equal pay let's not worry about the mortgage payment honey totally agree but but nancy here this is the clay they're actually saying for this whole notion of pay for it's yes. called taxes yes they're going to the largest tax, tax more, increase everybody. ever they're going to be taxing you heavily thoroughly across the board in so many ways there'll be costs that are passed on to you even if you're not affected by the but when they're talking about raising capital gains to the normal uh, or the, you know the the uh income the existing rate, tax existing rate. tax yeah. rate on income that's going to have a huge implication on investment and people's willingness to put money forward into that, which also has a huge implication for starting new businesses, for growing clay. You very successfully started and sold the business, right? These are things that people are going to have to think differently about. The notion that it's it, – the other thing, Clay, is they say it has no cost. Yes. They keep saying there's no cost. This is crazy town. What they're saying is – it's not going to be added to the debt in the way that you think it, because we're going to tax people so heavily. That's the cost. Yeah, and look, Democrats have a childlike understanding of basic economic issues. I mean, their new policy is effectively money grows on trees. I mean, that's their policy. That's modern monetary policy. And look, you can agree or disagree with, for instance, the Trump tax cuts, but the logic there is very sound in the context of Reagan economics was you lower the tax rate, you increase the overall growth rate, you put more money to work, and the tax revenues pay for itself, right? And so this is a, this is a theory that was borne out with the Trump tax cuts. And this is what's so frustrating, I think, and I know there's a lot of you out there who understand this too, but I don't think an argument gets made very well. The Trump tax cuts worked fabulously well. In January and February of 2020, we were seeing real income grow across the the, uh, the entirety of the country. The black unemployment rate was at an all-time low. The Hispanic unemployment rate was at an all-time low. 
uh, the profit margins were being reinvested based on these tax cuts. And then COVID hit. And so it was like a meteor all of a sudden hit right as all of the excellence of the Trump tax cut plan was coming into its essence. And it's like that didn't even exist and it wasn't working you, and Democrats have abandoned it. When was the last time? I mean, when you think back to what what the country was, how the country was doing in, say, 2019, pre-pandemic America in Trump's first term in 2019, I think it's difficult to think of a more prosperous, stable, good time in America. Remember, the great fear that everyone was supposed to have was over the imaginary Russian Kremlin theft of yes. the election. That was the that was the thing that kept that was the insane liberals up up at night. You know, now it's that they might be outside without two masks on, breathing fresh air. But at the time, it was the Russia collusion madness because there was Clay. If they had had a border crisis, the Afghan debacle, uh, inflation rising, thirty percent rise in in murders, the highest in history under Trump, we would have heard about that stuff nonstop. One of the reasons we heard so much about Russia, the Russia collusion fantasy, fable, the myth, was because they had nothing else. So what are they going to say? We hate all this peace and prosperity and and American uh, American greatness that people are feeling. Oh, it's so terrible. Although there are libs that actually feel that way. But we, we got uh, we got we got to come back to more on the situation at the border because there's already updates. Guess what? You know how there was that whole crisis of. Haitian migrants all gathered together in what looked like a giant refugee camp. More are on the way because no of way. I know what a what a surprise. It's almost like there's a a market effect here. Mike Lindell, friends, if you don't know him, he's the inventor of my pillow. You should know him. This guy is a great American, a patriot. He stands up against cancel culture. And let me just say, here's how my day goes. I wake up on my Giza dream sheets from my pillow, sleeping on my my pillow. I use a towel from my pillow, my towel, and then I put on the my slippers. All right, so I am outfitted day in and day out with these incredible products from my pillow: the towel set, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, the Giza sheets. Clay, other people out there need to be like us and trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep and just make you more comfortable in your home. It, they're amazing. These Giza Dream Sheets really are. I mean, I'm on the road all fall. I'm staying in a lot of different hotels, and I miss being able to sleep in my own bed for many reasons. A big part of it, the Giza Dream Sheets. They're buy one, get one free right now with the promo code Clay and Buck. And all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You can go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials to get the Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free with the code Clay and Buck, or you can call 800-792-3269. Again, MyPillow, use the code Clay and Buck. Get hooked up with Giza Dream Sheets like we have throughout the house on all of our beds for all of our family members. We love them, and you will, too. Go today to MyPillow and get the Clay and Buck listener special. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. We did. We encountered them. Uh, they gathered, they assembled uh, in that one location in Del Rio, Texas, and we applied the laws. But my, we but, applied the public health law under the CDC's authority, and we applied immigration law. My question law. is, why did you allow them in the country in the first place? Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall? or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam. It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. They don't agree with the building of the wall because they like illegal immigration, friends. Just remember that. They will, they will get all angry when you say it. They'll get all, oh, that's not true. We believe in the rule of law, too. No, they don't. To borrow from Biden, a big pile of malarkey. That's what we're talking about when you look at the objections they have to building of a wall. Ask anybody who works Border Patrol or knows the reality of being in Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. A, a wall is a very effective, even an unfinished wall in areas of high traffic, very effective tool in creating stability and law and order at the southern border. But Clay... They don't want there to be a stop in this migration. And that's the issue that we're seeing play out right now, because you already have more migrants of Haitian origin from South America. I mean, let's folks look at I mean, look at this one on a map. They're going a really long ways here because they know. I mean, now they've already run the experiment. They they'll probably show up at the same place. By the way, interesting note in the Del Rio section the cartels don't have quite the same degree of control, apparently, according to Border, uh, Border Patrol contact of mine. So there's not really these plaza fees. So this is kind of a because otherwise, if you look on a map, you'd say, why are they going? Why not go to so McAllen? Right. Why go all the way up there? 
And it's because the cartels aren't quite as locked down in control there as they are in other places along the border. That doesn't mean they're not in control, but they don't have the same system in place. I mean, in McAllen, it was just a giant factory of illegal crossing, making the cartels richer every day. Look, this is what happens when you set a policy imperative. People will adjust their behavior based on that policy imperative. It's game theory. It's basic market dynamics. If they're letting, and we are, because effectively this is our country and our country's policy, all of you are complicit in this decision as well, since Joe Biden's administration is running the country right now, they are making the decision that border laws effectively don't apply. And make no mistake of why they acted so rapidly to get that mess from out underneath Del Rio Bridge. When you see fourteen or 15,000 people all collected in basically a migrant camp, that is an indelible image that it's hard to erase from the minds of Americans. When you make the decision to disperse those twelve or 15,000 people all over the country, there's no imagery associated with that anymore, Buck. Those people just cease to exist as a large, massive collection of people and get enmeshed in the 330-some-odd million people who already live here. Clay, Clay can I just... Real, this real, is this is just so d- duplicitous, what's going on. I just, I'm sorry to... I just, it's a yeah. little bit of a breaking... Th- not that this is a big news story, but it is... So I, I actually know Ned Price a little bit uh, from, from back in the day. He's the State Department spokesman. He just tweeted out, fully vaccinated, has COVID, feeling sick, so has to quarantine now for 10 days. The wedding that I was supposed to go to over the weekend, I know this is kind of anecdotal, but cancel or postpone, not really cancel, but postponed because the fully vaccinated groom, COVID uh, and sick, by the way, not I'm just wondering how many of these things, how many times does that happen before we start to say like they weren't exactly spot on with their vaccine efficacy analysis, were they? What about not calling it a breakthrough case anymore? Maybe the breakthrough cases are so common that it's just COVID, right? And all these people out there who have been hectoring you, oh, including the president today, we don't have a pandemic. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's never been true for anybody who took the time to look at the data coming out of Israel and England and what's likely to be true here. And I just, I don't know whether the American people, to a large extent, are so gullible that they don't recollect what they were told before. But I just want to go back through the history here, Buck. We were told in May, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks anymore, and you have no danger anymore from COVID. That was May. It wasn't that long ago. Now we're coming up on late September, and the reality is if you got vaccinated, you have to get a booster because you're not that actually protected, and also you can be hospitalized and you can die even after you get vaccinated. Those were all things the president told us were impossible just a few months ago. Yeah. So why are people skeptical? Because people who are keeping track of what we're being told are recognizing that the quote-unquote experts the are Fauciites wrong and off the light. are wrong over and over again. Yes. And the more wrong they are, it seems the more insistent they are that everyone goes along with it. But as I'm fond of telling people, true totalitarianism isn't when you have to obey things that the elites believe are true it's when you have to obey what both you and the elites know to be untrue that's, that's where, where we are. really got you and, and and as you're sitting there you know with your mask on in line while people are next to you in the coffee shop with without masks on just remember how stupid all this is 
you know, it's it's our little taste of the Soviet Union courtesy of Dr. Fauci. But, Clay, we got to leave it there, come back on the border tomorrow, and we're just going to fix America. That's what we do. That's what we do every single day, Buck. Come hang. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.